It's Wednesday, my babies. It's your boy Jeremiah here. Just very excited to get you this episode of Oh Jeremiah Talks. We talk about some exciting things. Exciting things to me on the on the episode this week. They're probably exciting to you. That's how you ended up here, if I had to guess. So we talk about the wonderkind. Oh, I don't get to use that word a lot. The wonderkind, uh, Billie Eilish. And a wonderkind is a prodigy at a young age. I think that's what that word means. If I had to Google it, don't Google it. Just keep listening. But we talk about Billie Eilish, and we had probably the same experience you did. You go from, who the heck is this, and what the heck is she doing, to, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And we talk about her new song, we talk about her brother, who is her producer, and we just talk about like the rise of Billie Eilish and where she kind of sits in the world of pop culture right now. I'm a big fan of that gal. And we also talk about one of my favorite shows of all time, and one of those shows that is an era for me. You know what I mean? Like the first time you watch Friends and then like when Monica and Chandler finally get together, spoiler alert, except that's from the 90s, get over yourself. And you just like, you felt that. Well, for me, one of those shows was Scrubs. And I got Erin because on on an episode a little bit ago, I proposed to Erin that she watched my three favorite episodes of Scrubs in order. And they span two different seasons because those three episodes are one arc and it is the Brendan Fraser uh, arc, right? So Erin watched those three episodes and gave me her full breakdown from the show that she'd never seen before, but knew it meant a lot to me. It did not go as well as I wanted it to, but that is life, but it went better than it probably could have, I think. And we also talk about, I kind of verbally process what it's been like being an extrovert through a pandemic because I've been going through kind of a tough mental time with all of it, but I'm doing okay. Don't worry about your boy, Jay. He's good to go. Whew, that's so much to talk about on a podcast. I guess we should get started, huh? Okay, let's do it. Oh, Jeremiah talks. Let's do it. I wanted to be you talking on the intro. I to get together. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about last night. Is there more coffee? Let's just go ahead and ask that. No, there's not. Okay. I, I will have to go and get us more coffee. I feel like it needs to happen. Yes. Uh, we, we still have a little bit of that like icky Starbucks that is like in case of emergency only. We Break got that because we, we got that because we're like, let's be honest, we're, we're kind of bougie coffee people, but we got that because we're like, okay, we are spending too much on our coffee, coffee budget. Our coffee budget was, was, was gnarly. So I'm probably going to have to make a Starbucks run. Or not a Starbucks. Oh. I'm, pro- I'm probably going to have to go and buy more coffee today. And because... I bought you coffee out yesterday because that's like a sweet treat for you. Yeah. Usually I I drink, we drink one Chemex a day. That's yeah. like we half it. You get half. I get half. Noodles gets half. <laughs> the neighbors get half. No. And then that's usually the coffee amount today. But sometimes you get a extra. little... You get a little whim, whimsy in you to like treat your husband. Yeah. And you know that like I'm coffee out is like your like that is specifically my love language. Is your love language. Yes. You get so excited from it. And and also I had been I'm watching Shits Creek right now and Language. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's not even because <laughs> that's the name of this. Okay. Yeah. Um and they Mora, the mom and daughter always like or no, the whole show, they always, like, carry around cups of, like, coffee, like, to go. 
in the last like week or so, I've been just like dying to have like a latte or something like in a cup. But I have to say that the idea of it was better than actually getting it because I mean it was very good. But like I had it yesterday and I was like I don't feel like I'm on this show. You know, it's just one of those silly moments where you're like just swayed by what you're watching. Yeah, when I watch it, when I'm watching a movie and they're like sitting down and having coffee, I like feel myself desiring that. Yes, it's like watching comedians and cars getting coffee. That, you're like that show is halfway a delight. And, and halfway torture. Ad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and for me, it's like halfway yeah. torture because I'm like, I wish I could go with Tracy Morgan to a coffee shop. Yeah. Okay. It's like a coffee ad for any, co- like you can get it any, it just, yeah, I thought I would be fulfilled in that way yesterday and I wasn't. So the reason I am the making waiting. more coffee than normal is because Aaron, so I usually try to go to sleep a little bit earlier and Aaron, or I don't necessarily try to, but I, mean, I, I do too. I just can't fall asleep quickly. Yes. Yeah. And last night you were on the couch. I was already asleep. I I fell asleep at 10 o'clock, and I was like, I'm going to crush Monday. Also, whenever I left the bedroom to go to the couch, like, I, Noodles was passed out. Yes. She was the upside down feet in the, paws all the way in the air. Yes. So, you leave, 10 o'clock comes, I'm out. I'm thinking, I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m., run 10 miles, do 1,000 push-ups. This Monday stands Here no chance. Here push-ups against, again. Hello. Okay. Good. And then you come back in two hours later. It's midnight. Noodles forgets that you're a person <laughs> and thinks you're a, a burglar. A burglar, yeah. And her bark is so loud. She's great, though. I was proud of her. Yeah, yeah. Great by barking directly into my ears as to not wake the neighbors. Great as in she heard a tiny sound and saw a human walking towards her family and was oh, ready to charge. Oh, as in like, yeah, that's one of the reasons we got her is like, so because... You know, she's such a protector. She's such a little protector. She's ready to, to attack. And she barked in my ear. She's terrified. And I felt the sound wave bounce every crevice of my brain. You felt it wave? I felt it wave in my head. And <laughs> you, I heard you go, ooh. <laughs> because, and I said, oh, well, there's no way I'm going back to sleep now. And you went, yeah, I get it. And like yeah. you knew, like it was so scary. It was so loud. I was like, oh, noodles. I'm so sorry. And it was really sad. I went to go to the bathroom after that. And then I came back out and she was like so happy to see me because she had been so scared. And she got back in the bed with us. She was just like, mom, mom, mom. I was, that was really hard. That was really hard for me. Yeah. And whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, I cannot go back to sleep. There's nothing yeah. I can do. And then you you say the same thing every time I have insomnia. You go, just stay really still, and then you're out. That's exactly what happened. You, yeah. That's exactly I'm what happened last night. I'm a big believer night. in, well, it's in my, from my perspective, whenever you complain that you can't sleep, I'm kind of rude about it. Like, I don't have a ton of patience for it because I've had insomnia for a long time. Yeah. And so I'm like, you don't even know. And I know that's very rude. I'm trying to work on that. But I'm always convinced that whenever you're trying to fall asleep and can't, you're like flopping around like so much. And I'm like, if you would just stay still for longer than like 20 seconds, maybe you'd be able to fall asleep. So last night I was kind of like at the edge of my, like at the edge of my rope. Isn't that the end of my rope? What do they say about ropes? End. End. So I was at the end of my rope and I, um, I start going through my phone cause that's like the first sign of giving up falling asleep. And then I think like, maybe there's an app that could get me out of this. So I look, and then I download the Calm app, and it's like a uh, meditation and sleep assistant app. Yeah. Does it count your breathing? Uh, no, it doesn't count the breathing. I don't know anything about... Maybe it does that. I don't know. It didn't count my breathing, but... No, I'm saying, like, does it, like, prompt your breathing? Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so it it's broken up into like four different things. Like it's specifically for uh, I can't sleep. I want to meditate. I want to be grateful. And then I want some like other stuff. So very it's basically, healthy. yeah, it's like very mindful. It's like, I want to be able to fly. Yeah. It's very <laughs> mindful. So I download it and it's like a seven day free trial. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, hopefully by seven days I'll have this figured out. So I download it and it prompts me with, would you like Matthew McConaughey to read to you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I sure. do. So I'm, that is so I go weird. and I get my headphones, I plug them in, and it's legitimately Matthew McConaughey, and he's just like, all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey, I'm about to read you to sleep. And he reads this story called Wonder, and it's like sleepy music with Matthew McConaughey, and he's like right up on the microphone. Like you can hear his teeth. Ew, I can't stand No, no, that. it was very relaxing. No. And Matthew McConaughey, so it's like these sleep stories, right? Babe, that is so weird. Well, he That happened to you while I was sleeping last night? Yes, and so he starts the story called Wonder, and it's about this little girl stargazing with her grandpa. Right. And it's supposed to like lure you into sleep. Like the story is so calming. And she, like she talks to the grandpa and the grandpa starts talking about our place in the universe and we should be grateful because somewhere on the other side of the world, someone else is looking up at the stars and we're all just ripples in the ocean, blah, blah, blah. The By the end of the waves. story, I am weeping in our bed because no, it not. was so touching. No, you're not. There's no chance of me falling asleep to this Matthew. You're crying? No, I'm like, cry- I, for some reason. Wait, but like legitimately crying? Yes, because for some reason it was such a touching story to me. Hold on a second. We haven't talked about this yet, and that's like genuine. Yeah. You were casually sobbing? Yeah, I wasn't sobbing. I was like, uh, not inside out level crying, but, and not. Inside out level crying when you're with your family? Yes, great. Gr- Thank you for jumping in there. That's the perfect. Well, I know that's every the level perfect of level. Tear. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the quote for the for the advertising. I know every level of tear. Um, Get it? Tear to play on the word like tear. Oh, I know the tears of tears. Move on. Come on. Okay. Okay. So there I am, Matthew McConaughey is, and the line that he told me is that like we should. That like, he told you. He told me specifically, right. like it's a very, it, right. like it caters to each individual person. Okay. But his voice is like so soothing and emotive and wonderful. And he starts talking about like, we all have like this brief amount of time and we should be like so grateful for it. And I've been, you I know, could see you crying from that. Oh, no offense. yeah. Because like I, maybe it's the seven on the Enneagramness of me, or maybe it's the fact that like, pandemic has made me like go through a miniature identity crisis maybe not miniature maybe like a medium regular I, a regular amount of identity crisis and yeah. i've just been feeling no gratitude so anyway i'm trying to fall asleep you're snoring noodles is snoring and i'm crying and i'm just like that our family's so unraveling funny. in this pandemic we kind of were. and then i listened to the entire story it's supposed you're supposed to fall asleep in it at some point but at the end of it, I was what like, do you do, "What happens to your earbuds?" That's what stresses me out. Well, so I don't, I, I wouldn't know because I didn't need I to. Don't, fe- I don't like that. Well, that's, I mean, that's okay because it hurts my ears. So then I start looking for something else, and there are these sleep uh, or these breathing things. So the thing that got me there was there's a lady that speaks in very soothing, calming tones, 
and she has a conga drum. She close to the mic. And she's close to the mic. Okay. And it's breathe in for four seconds. Yeah, so they, they hold do it for prompt four, your, They do. Right. That's what I was asking. And then exhale for eight seconds. Do you but know your breath is very important? But it's, but it's set to a conga drum. <laughs> so I'm doing it feeling like I'm listening to like an elevator version of Graceland. Because it's like a book, a book, a book, a book, a book. And she goes, inhale. Right. Exhale. And then by the end of it, I was like overwhelmed with sleepiness your breath noises were really good thank you so i that's that's what so from now on whenever that happens i'm gonna think of conga lady and me and conga lady are gonna help me get back to sleep your exhale is what slows your heart rate down i felt my heart rate going down it was bananas it's your exhale yeah so you can if you can get your exhale longer than your inhale that'll slow you down yeah so I ended up taking out the earbuds and then rolling over and I fell right to sleep. Okay, that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the, I'm very sleepy today. I have um, to go get more coffee. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about Billie Eilish? So your girl, Billie, our girl, Billie. Is that really her name? Oh, we're starting off controversial. No, I don't know. I no, don't I know. mean like, just curious. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I've never... I've Is never, that like a, what's it called? Um, a a moniker? moniker? That's a great question. I don't know. Mm. So That's okay. Yeah. So she released a new song called My Future on Friday. Mm. And It's a good title for it. It's a good title for it mm-hmm. because it feels like the future is non-existent right now. We're all just kind of like in this bubble of right now because of pandemic and stuff. And I am fascinated by Billie Eilish and I'm fascinated with the the fame that comes with it yoga question mark why do i set these alarms i don't know because you you ask it like you set an alarm with a question it's just like hey think about your life that's 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 literally what just happened yeah but i i canceled yoga for today so oh did you yeah i'm going walking with a friend oh that's right so i'm more fascinated by the idea of billy billy eilish than i am her music because she's 19 or however old she is. But uh, I was interested in how you felt about this song specifically. And it's beautiful. I think she has one of, I think she has one of the coolest voices of our, of this um, time. Like in this music. era in music? Yeah. I think, I think her vocal ability is really strong. Yeah. And she has a lot of control in her uh, dynamics. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And she she sings a lot of notes in a song. Do you know what I mean? Or in that one in particular. Some of her runs are bananas. That that, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That those kind of blow me away. And another uh, interesting thing about like dynamically what I found about her production because her brother Phineas who is an amazing artist in his own right uh, does her is her producer and I think he nailed her sound by making her feel like she's whispering in your ear Mm -hmm. because if you listen to her takes she's giving it very little volume it's like very intimate when she performs very much so like she is like so up in the mic and it feels like you were in the room with her and I feel like that's amazing Grammys of this year she performed, what is her slow song that she performed? I know. Because uh, that was one of her first more like 
a chill songs, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, it was off of her album. I but don't... wasn't it like that was like, oh, that's her slow song is what I'm trying to say. Before this new song came out. Uh, yes. I mean, it was definitely before this new one came out. It's so, when the party's over, I think is the one she did. Yes. And that was, yeah, he's her capturing. Her streaming numbers are bananas. I know. Yes, he captured it like production wise, but also that's, she performs that way naturally. Yeah. Because whenever I saw her do the Grammy performance, I was like, oh, that's like, that's natural for you. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. But think about like being the brother of this like little prodigy. Yeah, I don't know. Because she know. was like 15 or 16, whatever. But to see her in your home and see her for what she is and not what you think she should be because she's your little sister and go, oh, I hear you performing. I think this is what, like, let me help you get there. Like, the sibling relationship of I that is bananas. I don't even know. Yeah, like, that's bananas to me. I don't me. know that I would ever want that life for myself. But he, he in the same house, they turn their, their parents basically help them turn their home into a studio for them growing up because they didn't have a ton of money. Mm. But to have that great relationship and to go, I see you for who you are, for my sister, and as an artist, let's, let's, build this around that idea and i feel like they just they did a great job catching her for who she is or whatever i do i, I remember the thing i remember the most about the grammys is her long green fingernails yeah and that's always tough to i me. don't like that um but my future yes i can tell within the first like what would you say anytime you present a new song within like 20 seconds i can tell you if i'm gonna like it yeah you're much more Feelings-based. Feelings-based. I'm not worried about where the lyrics go. And I honestly, I, I have a hard time understanding the lyrics of this one, so I have a harder time gravitating towards it. But halfway through the song, it goes into like this cool like R&B feeling thing. It starts out like very like soaring and emotive and slow, and then it just like like windows down grooves for the second half of it, which I love. I I like, I wish they were separate. I don't like whenever songs do that. I, I see. I'm, I'm always like, oh, they did that. Because I like to, I mean, yeah, it's creative and it's like, whoa, you, you made that possible. But if I'm in a feeling, I don't want to leave it. Oh, uh, that's fair. See, I like I like the surprise of it. I like it. Yeah. I like it just ripping the rug out from like, under me. I liked the melody, the chords and everything of the slope. I'm, and then I'm like, what are you changing that for? Right. But I mean, I get it. I get the appeal of it. Yeah. But I think the, the thing I find so interesting with Billy, and I think it was true of Lady Gaga, it was true for Lord. And I'm I mean, I'm sure there's plenty others, but those are the ones I think because Lord is one of my like favorite artists. Like I think she's amazing. Yeah. But it seems like the the move is shock them. Yeah. And then prove to them that you were yeah. worth the hype. Uh, yeah, and I wonder that's what the move quote seems like, but I'm wondering if any of that is ever intentional. So it seems uh, like from Lady Gaga's documentary, that was intentional, but I don't know. Yeah, but I think about I think about Billy and how she started with um, I don't know if bad guy. I mean, she you know she had like a really quick rise. But the thing that I remember is that she was this ASMR and very creepy, that almost like her, a horror movie of a introduction. That was her introduction. No, she had some like earlier stuff, but that was I think the bad guy. Um, era was like her big come up. But did she cater to like ASMR fans? Is that I don't know saying? enough about ASMR to know, but that's how she was pitched to me. She's like, like she blends ASMR and pop music. Her music does that? Yeah. 
Oh, that's so creepy. I keep getting these videos on Facebook of like, I have to watch of this chick that does ASMR with like food and it's really creepy and she eats just a ton of sugary things. And I always like what I'm like the first five seconds. I'm like, what the heck? And then Facebook is like, oh, you want this every day? Yeah. <laughs> you, like, yeah. The no? dreaded accidentally click. And, and I'm then like, your no, whole I, online just, presence. I just can't believe this person exists. Yeah. It's yeah. But so she she has this one video where she's falling from the sky and she lands and then she's basically an angel covered in oil. And she's like, what? Like, it's just very disturbing images. She like basically like sprouts wings and Gross. like, yeah, it's like a very eerie video. And bad guy, she's like um, crawling around like she, yeah. she's like in a horror movie. But that video was well done, though. Oh, it's amazing. Like, that's but, what I'm saying. It's But it's like the shock factor to get your attention. And yes. then it's like, by the way, I'm awesome. And it's like. It, what if that is intentional? What if that is like, I'm going to do this to whatever? Because I don't know, is there really any part of her that's like, I need to prove myself? I mean, is I, whenever I was 17, all I wanted to do or was I've, prove myself. Or is that every artist? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what? I w you're going to think this is crazy. But I think it would be a cool experiment for us. Next week, I was wondering if you and I could watch the Garth Brooks documentary together on Netflix. Uh, that and would talk be about it. amazing. I think we should do that. Garth Brooks was my favorite concert. Uh, no, no, not my favorite concert. It was my first concert ever as okay, a kid. Okay. Yeah. I was like, something's wrong there. Yeah, yeah, all of it. I remember it very vividly. I remember they came out with water guns. We'll talk about it next I week. I think I've seen him live. Um, anyway, so yeah. just as a little quick teaser, I think you and I, there's a documentary and I want to watch it. Yeah. Because I love documentaries. That's what got me into Lady Gaga. Yep. For sure. I forgot who else. Uh, Taylor Swift. It like literally has. I'm very swayed by. Time. But I remember Lord. Her big thing was like my at least my introduction to her was Royals, and it's like she's this dark 16 year old that um like looks very troubled, and then she comes out with like one of my favorite records ever, which is Melodrama. Yeah, and it's basically Amazing. like, hey, here's like a momentary burst of new and exciting. And then the people turn on them, or at least that's what it feels like to me, because Billie Eilish, she accepted a Brit award, and in her speech, she goes, I've just been getting so much hate, it it means a lot that you guys are being nice to me. And I'm like, who is hating on Billie Eilish? Really? Yeah. Like, enough for you to dedicate your speech to it? It might feel like that if there's only, like, some people doing it, you know what I mean? Well, she... Because she whenever Taylor Swift was going through... Her, all the Kanye people hating her, that probably felt like, hey, even though she had millions of people that were super fans. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you would probably... But Taylor Swift also trended on Twitter as... It was like take down Taylor Swift or something like that. Totally, but it could be like maybe their rise to fame, they're finally confronted with, oh, there's in this fame a lot of people don't like me. Yeah. And maybe it was like the first... Um, like at first, I imagine whenever you get, <laughs> I don't even know, but I imagine whenever you get famous at first, it's like euphoric of like, whoa, everyone's noticing me. And then you come crashing down inevitably because you find out a lot of people don't like you and you're like, you have to grapple with that. Yeah. And also you were just the same person, but like way more people can recognize you and. And dislike you. And dislike you for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. Because. That sucks. And that's a, she, she makes big moves. Like she goes for big swings. Like people, if, 
if you step into the ring at all, you're going to get punched. But she steps in the ring and like takes big swings. Yeah. And some and, people and like, acts like it's not even a swing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I I love her relationship to Phineas. I think she is extremely talented. I think Bad Guy is like one of the songs of this era. Like I think is that, that song, an ASMR song. No, no, I don't. I don't even know if ASMR is a genre. Yeah, yeah, I'm very confused about that, but that's yeah, okay. It's just elements of that are in her music. I got you. Yeah. And makes me think she's like casually because of my Facebook suggested videos, you have me thinking that they're in the studio recording bad guy and someone's like, Hey, 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 um actually we need a lollipop. Can you send it in like the biggest one you can find? <laughs> right. That's gonna be on uh crunch on beat one and four. Right, right. Like that's what I think. Yes, is and that's happening, that's and definitely that's not, not the vibe I'm going for. I feel like I said ASMR and you're like Billy Katie? ASMR Eilish. Is that who you're talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. I think of you're definitely fixating on the ASMR thing. Well, if you saw these videos, you would too. I have. I, you made me watch one where she eats oh, yes. candy cigarettes. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this with you. <laughs> she was, She starts like fake smoking the cigarette. And then the next scene, she's eating it. And yeah. you and... <laughs> that was so painful. Yeah, but she also had really weird, long, fake nails. What? What is that? Yeah, the clicking of it. Yeah. Is I, like, and her microphone was capturing every sound yeah that is one of my biggest like if there's an like i've been listening to noah cyrus uh miley cyrus jeremiah has a pet peeve with long nails it's just and i'm she has this song called i got so high that i saw jesus and it is a beautifully written song yeah but she's holding the microphone and i wanted to see what it looked like live she's holding the microphone and she's got those long nails and you can watch it and i couldn't even pay attention i'm like she is just whipping those things around and it's too much what was that city in mississippi we went to at the coffee shop tupelo maybe i I can't it was like the day after we went to the antique store that had the coffee shop in it which was dope yeah that was tupelo that was tupelo what was the city before that and you were like where should we go get coffee and you text your friend and he was like go here also tupelo Really? Yeah. And but anyways, we went up to the counter and we order. We get back in the car. The coffee was like not good. It was like pecan flavor. Yes. You remember that? And Jeremiah was like, he got in the car. He's like, oh my gosh, did you see that? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, her nails were so long. He's like, I can't stand that. And that's the first time I learned of you having a pet peeve of that, and it was really funny. Yeah, there's. I mean, you could get away with any. I'm so on board with everything, everything. Everything. Like, I don't care if you want me. Like, the first time I saw the video about furries, like people that think they're squirrels, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you came up to me and you it's said, so "Hey, stressful. Jeremiah, my name is Casey, but I'm actually a squirrel," I'd be like, "Okay, Casey, the squirrel. That's great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- I am down to clown with anything you got. But when you bring Except. the nails in my face, I'm just like, I have to talk about it. Like, I don't care if you have a face tattoo. That's yeah. fine with me. But those long nails are just like I know. so much. What happened to furries? Almost as much as I hate whenever Southern restaurants put pecan and stuff and think it's fancy. <laughs> like Southern pecan coffee is so gross. I don't hate it. Yeah. Sometimes I like it. Yeah. You... I can't do it. It just yeah. immediately ruins it. That's really funny. So Billie Eilish... Yeah, is, new song is really beautiful. It's really beautiful. I also really like When the Party's Over. I think she's a great lyricist. I think she's... Does she write her own lyrics? I think so. I, at least, I mean, I'm sure Phineas helps because Phineas has an amazing song, amazing songs too. Uh, he has a song called I Lost a Friend mm-hmm. that shook me the first time I heard it. it. He's so good. You love that song. I do love that song. And I love Billie Eilish. I don't listen to her a lot. I don't. I wouldn't say I love her. I I like what... I just... She gives me hope. 
for popular music right now because Mm -hmm. it's so different. It's so different and it feels like she is leading the way of something new, which I like. Yeah, that's cool. I felt that way about Lord. I mean, but here's the thing, like, I don't know. I, I listen to melodrama. Same. But like, I don't know that I'm ever going to listen to that Billie Eilish song again. No, that, and that's, I totally get that. And I, I don't know. I think Lord to me is like, maybe it's because I'm older now than whenever I discovered Lord. If Lord came out now, would I feel the same way I do about Billie Eilish? I don't know. Yeah. But melodrama to me is a perfect album. Yeah, same. I music. I'm very driven by how music make me makes me feel. Um, same, like keeping the same emotion. Whatever. Whenever I listen to a lot of Billie Eilish, like the bad guy vibe, mm-hmm. it makes me think that I am 14 in a dance club that I'm not supposed to be at, and I'm like too young to be there, and something bad's gonna happen. That's a vibe. And I don't want, but like I don't. And want I don't that want that vibe. Like I can see the scene in the movie, and I'm just like, I'm about to get taken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't like feeling that when I listen to music. That's a fair thing. That's a fair thing. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Scrubs? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word, and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Let's set it up a little bit. So on an earlier podcast, you and I were talking about some of our favorite shows that we, that the other hasn't seen. Oh, that's right. And one of my favorite shows of all times, times, yeah, yeah, I've lived multiple times. One of my favorite shows of all time is Scrubs. And I told you Mm -hmm. the Brendan Fraser arc on the show to me is its own movie. Like, it is so, like, that story is worth watching in sequential order. Mm-hmm. And you said you would watch it and give your feedback. Yeah. So you've basically seen, like, five episodes of Scrubs in all, three of them being the three best episodes on the show. I've seen more than that, probably. Okay. I, it is, I, I am wondering if I would like the show if I started back at the beginning. Here's the thing about Scrubs just in general, not those three episodes. I don't do well with like bloody stuff or like hospital stuff. Yeah. And I know like it's like the the cleanest of that of all the hospital shows. Right. And I understand that. But even if you're talking about it and you're joking, it kind of grosses me out. Yeah, that's fair. And also Scrubs was credited as the most accurate of the medical shows. Yeah. At least at that that time. Because like in the so I go to watch Season one, episode 22, right? The first episode with Brendan Fraser. And he's got the board in his hand. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And he's got the nail in his hand, yeah. Yeah. And they also were talking about what cheese looks like in the medical field. And I'm like, okay, I'm. this is hard. This yeah. is hard. I also want to say up top, if you what? have not seen Scrubs, the Brendan Fraser, it's Fraser. I'm going to keep saying Brendan Fraser, is but it I know really? it's, it's Fraser, yeah. If you have not seen the Brendan Fraser arc, we're going to spoil it. So if you want to skip ahead... Yeah. Go ahead, 10 minutes or whatever. But it's also but a 20 also year old been show. Out for a long time. So, yes. Also, get off your high horse, sir or ma'am. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, biggest takeaway was that I didn't realize how charming Brendan was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he was, he's, he, f- those are the only three episodes he's in. Is that true? Those are the only three episodes he's he in. He feels like he's been a part of the show the whole time. Yes. That, 
Okay, so you got out of it what I get out of it in that <laughs> the whole point of Brendan Fraser is to be so charming that you fall in love with him so hard that you're devastated when he has to go. Okay. And he has to do that in three episodes, and right. he does it, but he also has to be so charming, you believe him, you believe Dr. Cox when he's devastated. Totally. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, so he's in that season one for two episodes, 22 and 23. Yeah. And then he technically, but not technically, comes back in season three. Yes. Do you think... So yeah, we're just going to spoil the heck out of it. Yeah. So it shows that he's dead in season three. Here's the thing. Is his character, because you've listened, have they done the podcast on it yet, on season three? Uh, No, but Brendan Fraser because, came on the podcast. Here's the thing, though. That episode in season three, was he ever actually there? Okay, let's let's zoom out a little bit in case people have never seen Scrubs. No, I mean, I'm asking. No, no, I, I know. But like, if you've never seen Scrubs, you have no idea what we're talking about. Brendan Fraser was a guest on Scrubs. He was Dr. Cox's best friend, gets diagnosed with leukemia. And former brother-in-law. Yes. And uh, gets diagnosed with leukemia. And then he has two episodes in season one, comes back in season three, mm -hmm. where he uh, has... He, They're going to like a family birthday party. Yes. That's what they... That's what the whole episode is around of like Dr. Cox like um, won't give up control over his hospital to like let it go and just go to this birthday party. And he finds out that his best friend, former brother-in-law, Brendan Fraser's character, is going to be there. And they start talking about him. And then he's, like, in the whole episode as, like, a shadow to Dr. Cox. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, you find out that he's actually dead and they're going to a funeral. Right. So when I watch it, I feel like Brendan Fraser is his character is at the hospital and they really are getting him checked up. But whenever I think about it, I think the whole time he's not there. He's not there. I don't think he's there. Yeah, I don't. I don't because I need to. <clears throat> if I really were to dissect it, I would watch it again. But like, whenever you see the ending of that episode, you're like, no, the friendship, Doctor Cox and Brendan's friendship together, was simply just like a really beautiful way of how Brendan was an influence on his life yeah and helped him learn about forgiveness and like apologizing yeah and I think he and guilt and so I think the whole time it was just showing you what an impact he had on his life yeah and then finds out that he's gone I I think it also he was like a ghost of of his character to him because Dr. Cox wasn't ready to give him up. Yes. So he kind of imagined that he was there with him all day. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's also really interesting because throughout the whole show, Dr. Cox is JD's mentor. Yeah. And it seems like Dr. Cox like sometimes hates JD, can't stand him, but also like it's he's still his mentor, whatever. And you realize that Brendan Fraser's character is just like JD. He is the silly ying to Dr. Cox's yang. Mm. And, and it's, you see that. And you see that play out throughout the whole show. But And and maybe you kind of see Dr. Cox accepting that like this is going to be his new friend. Yeah, maybe so. Or that's like a foretelling of that. But what's crazy to me is like I've only seen bits and pieces of like season one and then maybe a couple of others with you like in passing. I forget that Carla and Turk no Elliot. um 
the blonde. Elliot. Elliot. I forget that they don't get along at the beginning of the show. Right. And then already at the end of season one, they're super tight. Yeah. So that happens very quickly. Uh, yeah, Brendan's character is so lovable. And it also, I think it also shows that like Dr. Cox is like a kind of a cold person and he doesn't like let many people in. But they show you from the get go that he and Brendan's character are like have been let in to each other's like yes they're deep, very dark. intimate very lovey and it's like you see him love Brendan Fraser's character better than you see him love his wife his kid he's like, so different he is so different towards this yeah. one character and it shows you the potential he has to love anyone but he puts all that That's on true. Brendan yeah but so that was like peak Brendan Fraser like twenty years ago that was like the mummy that yeah. was he was I I mean. He was like The Rock. Like, he was huge. He was a big deal. I forgot that. He was a big deal. And mm -hmm. Brendan Fraser is like... Can we the... just call him Brendan? Every time you say his last name, it you makes think me I'm uncomfortable. Like, oh, that's interesting. No, it just makes you. It makes me think that you're just being all like... Well, everyone knows who we're talking about. <laughs> Let's just go with Brendan. Well, I also feel like when I say Brendan, I think like he's my boy. And I, th and I think I'd be more comfortable with that. Would BF? Would that... BF. So, so my boy BF. His name is Jordan. No, what's his name in the show? Ben. 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 So when Ben, well, in the nineties, he was in like Encino Man. He was in Bedazzled. He was in all these like huge comedies, and then he gets the Mummy and becomes a superstar. But he's friends with. I used to love that movie. Which one? Mummy. Isn't that shocking? Oh, that is shocking. It freaked me. I out wonder how. Bad. I wonder how that movie aged. It freaked me out bad. Because that was like early CGI. Those beetles that go in your skin. The beetles. That's exactly what I was thinking about. But Scrubs was a huge part of my college experience because I lived in a dorm. We had all the Scrubs episodes on DVD. I lived in the dorm with my brother. And after class every day, I would watch it on repeat. I love that show so much. Really? I loved it so much. So you're welcome for watching those. But I loved Turk and JD's relationship. Cool. I loved the music on that show. Hmm. So that... It to me, it's like a it's like the Billie Eilish song of like, why are we switching so quickly into a different mood in this song? Because they go very silly go to very dark, really very quick. Very silly to very, and I I can't um the the back and forth of that is a little bit too much for me. Yeah, that show introduced me to David Gray, who's one of my favorite songwriters. He because he's in episode one. They have his song "Please Forgive Me" in episode one in the pilot. Oh. But that episode, the Brendan Fraser funeral, the BF funeral, uh, is whenever <laughs> Joshua Radin debuted his song, Winter. He plays that at the funeral. That was the only song he had. He was roommates with Zach Braff. That's insane. Put that That's in. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He only had one song. He had that song. And they were like, let's do the... Did and he, did everybody take off? Oh, yeah. After, he's, like, he's like globally touring now. After that episode? Yeah. That's what did it. Because that is the most popular episode of Scrubs. Yeah. Next to probably, they did a musical, a Broadway musical episode. Question. So the, it, it ends that episode of like them going to the funeral. Was the birthday party even real? I don't think the birthday party was even real. I think it was just like just, Dr. Cox's denial He the just whole kept time. talking about, yeah, I think you're right. Because he kept talking about like a family event. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because, like, wouldn't but you then, rather think that you're going to a birthday party than your best friend's funeral? Yeah. Like, it, wouldn't that be, like, a little bit more comforting? Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. There's a part, in, and I know JD has his, like, imaginative, like, what he'll have these fast-forward moments of what he thinks is going to happen that's, like, terrible or whatever. But he has a very long moment in that first episode that you told me to watch that was, like, he, remember, he, he wanted to get the blood work tested again yeah. because he didn't want to believe it. So there's a moment, though, that he, like, goes in and he sees Dr. Cox and Brendan and he's like, and they're like, are those the test results? And it does one of those pauses to where he, like, imagines a bunch, but it makes you think that it's actually happening. Right. That is a very long, so he doesn't actually get it retested? So that's, there's, and it's weird, that's the only arc in the show that it does that, as hard as it does that. It lasted forever. Yeah, where you, it almost, like, changes the form of the show. Yeah, cause because you're like, in that- the, sh- the show's very linear and it's very like, hey, this happens and then this happens and this. But it happens at least twice in the Brendan arc of like, hey, this is happening. Just kidding. That never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Because usually it's very quick whenever it does that. So right. you know it's not real. Right. But this time you're like, so he didn't get it tested? Because even in the imagination of this long drawn out was that real he has a moment of very fake like he goes to confront the doctor that they're all scared to talk to about getting the blood work done oh yeah it builds like an alternative story of fakeness within it yeah that's what i'm saying like they do one of those quick snapshot typical jd moments in the imagination that's drawn out yeah to distract you you from the fact that it's not real yeah yeah i got that was weird to me that was a weird choice yeah the watching it now because the whole reason I picked Scrubs back up is because they the two stars started a podcast a rewatch podcast. You love that podcast. I love that podcast so much. If you like Scrubs even a little bit, you really need to watch or listen to Fake it's Doctors Real Friends. I will say, like I've heard a couple of episodes with you in the car, and it is like I kind of want to listen to some. It has been on one of Nashville. my favorite moments of pandemic is listening to that podcast because it's joyful like from start to finish. I like listen. I like waking up listening to you listening to it does that make sense yeah it comes out every tuesday and thursday and every tuesday and thursday i'm a little bit happier it's really sweet it is really sweet so going back and watching it it makes me realize how far tv has come since then because they literally had to build the whole show around commercial breaks and they had to they shot it all in 60 millimeter film and because point i forget about commercial breaks and throughout the show you see them like one of the main characters on scrubs is in a banana hammock (laughs) <laughs> or uh, I think uh, like a man thong and they keep getting bounced around networks. And when they get on Disney, Disney's like, Hey, we can't see that dude's junk in an, un- in his underwear anymore. So like the whole show, his whole bit, he's, al- he's always in his underwear. And then whenever they that switch- character, that's just what he does. Yeah. He's the Todd. Oh, and hilarious. he's just always in a, a banana hammock. That's, that's <laughs> like flame printed. And they're like, Hey, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So they have to shoot him from the waist up. Whereas now, when a show is on Netflix, it is always on Netflix. I just remembered a part, because you asked me like what parts cracked you up. Uh, whenever Dr. Cox goes in the men's locker room or something, and JD comes out of the shower and he's in a swimsuit. Yeah. He's like, it's my, His shower, it's my shorts. shower shorts. Yeah. And, and a man like, that has nothing to hide, but still wants to. Yes, I thought that was a really funny line. Yeah. <laughs> that, I love That I, part was funny to me. The mole story with Turk and Carla was funny. Yep. Like whenever they zoomed into it and it started talking. Well, and they talk a lot about 
D- Donald Faison talks a lot about it on the podcast about how the show started using his real life as plot points. Yeah. Like when he gained weight, they would add that into the show. They I would add that. his mole into the story. Was Bec- he insecure about his mole? Uh, I can't. I don't think he's insecure about it. But he he definitely like was aware. Was aware they it. saw the mole and they were like, "Let's write that into the show." Yeah, that kind of I kind of thought about that because you had told me that before, and I was like, "Oh, I hope that wasn't a point of like worry for him." Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, what do you have any questions for me about it? No, I think I'm. I appreciate you watching it. It is a show that means a lot to me because it has amazing. It was one of the first shows that had great music, and that was what the show was known for. So we watched. Uh, what was the uh, the family show where like Christina gets cancer. Um, what is that show? Parenthood. Parenthood. So Parenthood was another show that had really great music. Grey's Anatomy is a show. That's how I got you into it is because I literally, I watched, I watched Parenthood so fast and anytime there was a cool song, I was like, Hey babe, listen, listen. And you're like, Oh, what is that? And that's how, yeah, that's how I ended up watching the whole show is because the yeah. music was, the theme song was Bob Dylan, but Scrubs was one of the first shows. They had the shins in it. They had David Gray in it. Joshua Radin get, got a career off of it. You love the show. So and much. I was singing a song in the kitchen one time and you're like, that song sounds like it's cool. What song is that? And it was a song from Scrubs. It was a Carrie Brothers song. But I, it's really funny to me how jazz you get about this show. Like you, I don't know if you can tell, but you are like so pumped for it. Because I, I've told you a lot about how I didn't like college. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't like school as a whole. <laughs> but and I felt really lonely because I wanted Sorry. to go to Belmont or I wanted to go and I ended up going to a junior college because I I couldn't commit to anything and I like one of the like in that regret in that weird transition I started feeling really lonely in a crappy dorm room and I would watch scrubs as like comfort food yeah to where I felt like JD and Turk were my friends mm-hmm. and uh it was just like it was an era for me you know yeah. like as much as like these certain albums as much like scrubs was an era for me yeah that's how gilmore girls was for me which is in high school which is how we're repaying the favor of and, you watching my show yeah so i tend to start watching gilmore girls in the fall like that's like i like rewatch it yeah too much but that's okay and uh yeah i think i need to find the right episodes for you to watch how many are you willing to watch I mean, you watch three of mine. I'll watch three of yours. But my show is like, it's longer. Then I'll watch one of yours. Just mm. kidding. Do you want me to find like an arc? Like you I think you need to pick. Yeah, I think you need to find an arc. Yeah. And you need to make. So you need to make the case of like, hey, this story, a part of this is like a really great snapshot of what the show is. Mm. And I've seen you watching that show enough. I get what the show is. It's basically a daughter and a mother <laughs> saying a thousand words a second. In the fall, and then one of them goes to college. Yes, drinking coffee. Probably with pecan in it. Mm, Yeah, and the mother doesn't get along with her mom. Yeah. you know that plot point? I do. That's important. Yeah. So when the fall comes, I'm going to return the favor, and we'll do a Gilmore Girls episode. That would be... I would really enjoy that. I think so, too. Okay. Okay, let's talk about... Can we talk about me having (laughs) no one to talk to? I'd love nothing more. So at the beginning of pandemic, which is like how we lovingly refer to this season now, I <laughs> I felt like I was handling it well. Me too. So 
It felt really sweet. Can I be honest? It felt really sweet. At the beginning of pandemic, I felt like it. I'm sorry. You I'm had gonna, stars in your eyes when you said pandemic. You were like, at the beginning of pandemic. I know. I'm such a weirdo because uh, don't worry. This is all going to be about this, about you. But I need to say this really quick. Whenever I was a kid and I imagined what my adult life would be like, it was a lot of nesting and like meal planning and just taking care of a space. Yeah. And beginning of pandemic felt like the peak of that for me. Yeah. Because it was such a um, this is my home type vibe. Mm. And I was really, it was really sweet. But I... But that's all I have to say about that. Why don't you express so how you're feeling? In the with... exact opposite way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I thought about... Are you extroverted? <laughs> when I think about being married, I think about like us traveling, us seeing all this stuff, <laughs> us, exact us playing these shows, and like... That's the, funny. The first, the first three years of marriage was legitimately like my dream come true. Oh. Like us going, you know... Pulling into these random cities to play songs for I miss that. Don't don't no, get no, me wrong. I, no, I do. Of course. And when we're on the road, I miss home. Like y- you can have you can be both, but but and then anytime we're on the road and I'm backstage, I'm like creating like a nest for myself. Yes, like you're in the green room, just like making a tower of water bottles so people can't bother you. <laughs> but at the beginning of pandemic, the newness of it felt like a staycation, and it felt like. It, it just felt intentional. <laughs> it's like, what kind of cocktail do you want? Yes. Like we we kind of, like, yeah. We, you know, I think we started drinking earlier in the day. And like, it's just, it was legitimately like a summer vacation. We got like fancy food. Like, yeah. Well, it, it also, it felt like the rest of the world was doing it. So it gave us permission to do that. Yeah. And now I'm like super struggling with people going back to work. Yeah. And because my life looks the same like it did at the three months ago. Well, yeah, but also that's just because they won't let us go back to work yet. That's true. Yeah, and I need to just like deal with it because my life is still fine. Yeah, if they would let us go back to work, we'd be booking shows today. Yeah, you're right. So, but at the beginning of pandemic, whenever we thought this was not going to be what it was. I was fine because I was just like, oh, I'm just going to like use this time to to work on producing and guitar playing, which I've done. And they kept having an end date. Yes. And so you if you have an end date to something like specifically pandemic, from what I know, it feels hopeful and like there's an end to it. So you're going to be okay. But now it's like there's no end in sight. Yes. And it felt like. I remember my our producer in Nashville was talking about um, the, in Nashville they're not booking any shows before September, and in March that sounded like Tortured. years away. That yeah. sounded like an infinite amount of time away, and now I'm like September was so naive yeah. to think that we'd be playing shows. Like well, we had no idea. We had no idea. Also, I think from your perspective, you at the beginning of all of this, you were like, "Oh, what a challenge." Yeah. Let's just, I can crush this. Let's figure this out. Yeah. But and now, all of that went away. Oh. And I have started feeling. You miss people. I miss people a lot. So there is a, there's a brewery in town. And uh, my friend and I, went, they had like outdoor seating. And we sat. He is also an extrovert. 
and he is also touchy feely like me. Mm-hmm. So we ended up spending like 40 minutes of the hang drinking beer on this uh, outdoor patio, just like giggling about the fact that we're seeing someone and we're talking like there's not a pandemic. Yeah. And I did ju- you kind of feel that way at the shower last weekend? Cause you seemed like you were on high energy, high of people. Yeah. You used to, you used to say that I would get people drunk at parties <laughs> and it's been a, I'm like stone sober in that way. <laughs> you know, like I'm just, I, I know I really miss the, the things I miss the most are like meeting new people, having, having good conversation for no, about things that you were never expecting to talk about. And it just, that just feels like so far from us. And it also shows how different, <laughs> it shows how different we are in marriage in that, like I'm an external processor and that is just not how you operate. So I'm legitimately like, I feel like I'm just bottled up with all this energy. And I'm the, and because you're not seeing your friends as much, you're like wanting to have that energy with me, that interchange. And I understand that, but you just but can't be I that. used to have, I just realized this whenever you had your friend hangs throughout the week, I would have alone time at night. Yeah. And I don't get that anymore. Right. And so sometimes we've had to be like, like last night, whenever I watched Scrubs, I was like, hey, no offense, I need to do this alone. Yeah. Is that, a, is that hurting your feelings? Is there any way I can present that nicer? Because no, I just need... be a different person. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's like, that's really mean. Yeah, I, I was just kidding. Um, no, I, I just don't know what it's like. Like, the, I, <laughs> I have this Wii that my, Nintendo Wii that my mom sent me, and... Go ahead I borrowed, and tell them what's coming in the mail. No, no, wait. Let me. I'm getting there. Uh, but my mom sent me a Wii, and I borrowed my friend's Mario Party. Mm-hmm. And playing Mario Party one player. I'm so sorry. Is exactly what it feels like in a pandemic to be an extrovert. Oh. Yeah. So like I'm le- I'm so legitimately sad. going around the board on Mario Party, and I'm just like, oh wow, this is like the bottom. <laughs> that really sucks, babe. Because it's all about. Oh man. Did you give that back or do you still have it? No, no, I still have it. But I, like, it just reminds me that like I'm an extrovert at an introvert's party right now. It uh, Mario Party, the introvert edition. But <laughs> uh, no, my mom also on a whim got a Nintendo Switch Lite. And she was like, hey, do you want to borrow this while you're... So she's like mailing me. And I'm like, if you have Zelda, hook a brother up. Yeah. So she is like literally sending me Breath of the Wild just to... Which is a one-player game, which will feel way more... I'm selfishly very excited about that because I have... like, So we've already established that you go to sleep easier than I do at night. And like, I, I, it's really hard. I think anytime I go to bed before you, I can usually fall asleep quicker. But that's just not how our like rhythms work. Yeah. And... But whenever you get some type of gaming thing and like play it in bed at night... It's nice because I'll try to like go to sleep before you as you're like staying up playing a game. And so selfishly, I can fall asleep better whenever it's like that. And a couple of weeks ago, I was was having like a really rough night and I like took a bath and like tried to do like face mask and like feel better or whatever. And I got out of the bath expecting you to be asleep because it was like past your hour of bedtime. And you had left the lights on and you were, and you were like, Hey, I was just, I figured I needed to stay up for you tonight. Mm. And I was like, 
I am amazing. You're, really you're right. You're right. So I'm hoping that n- s- light switch. What is it? Switch light. The Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch light <laughs> is um, that for me every night. Is that okay? Yeah, I think I used to because I've I've I made the joke like if I end up with Nintendo Switch, that's me giving up because <laughs> I thought it was a, a waste of time, but. COVID has shown me that like the way I like to waste my time is with people and talking about whatever we want to talk about, like drinking coffee and just, I wanted it like, it's still wasting time, but time wasted with other people doesn't feel like we're wasting time. It is still this, it's still a game to have conversation with people. It's still like a challenge and an exciting thing to do when you can just sit across a table and just like watch each other, like use time in a fun way, right? Oh my gosh, you 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 sound like such an extrovert right now, and I'm a little worried that you're gonna have a breakdown whenever this switch comes in the mail. Oh, I mean, I've had I've had like more breakdowns the last couple of months than I have in my adult life because I'm like having to re I'm having to put that energy in other things, and I haven't felt found anything that feels remotely the same. Yeah, but yeah, I think because I don't have the same outlets to feel that energy that that like connection with people i think it's just like yeah i mean why not play zelda like what all all i'm doing is being sad and missing hanging out with people you're going to get that this week hopefully yeah oh cuz we're going to the studio yeah babe you're you really haven't been able to see people no and i didn't realize like that was just like such a part of my dna and here's the thing, you don't like seeing people and just like talking about movies or whatever. You like to talk about Oh, what's there's really... nothing I hate worse than a Netflix party where you just talk about what shows you're watching. Yeah. Sometimes you enjoy it, but a lot of the times you're like, No, I wanna I wanna talk about what's actually going on with people. Yeah. Because that that to me is the best way to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Is with other people that are also feeling the same pressures of the day and anxieties that you're feeling. Yeah. But like Whenever I'm, I I often say this whenever I'm like in a group of people and we're all just been like, oh my gosh, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Which is what our podcast is. But it's just like our podcast. We have these topics, but we talk about deeper things with those topics. In regards to it, yeah. But I'm always like, you know, we could have, we could talk about better things. I feel like you and I are always there. What do you mean? Like with each other, we always talk about the real thing that's actually going on. Yeah, to the point. You and I hardly ever just like, just like talk, like chat about random stuff. No, and we we usually, when we do, it ends up being like a touchy-feely, like, well, this is how, like, I'll let you hear a song or a podcast, and you're like, well, I think for me, this triggers, and like, like we immediately go into the, like, the therapeutic, like, talk about your feelings kind of thing. I'm so tired, I could, like, cry at any minute. Do you know what I mean? That feeling? Oh, yeah. That's how I feel right now. Just, like I'm like, like I like teared up and I was like, what's f- sad? I was like, nothing. Oh, nothing. Just the day. I'm just very tired. Yeah. And it feels, yeah, today just feels weird. I don't know. Yeah. I think <laughs> at the beginning, I remember everyone FaceTimed every form of communication. I know. We do you remember like, that? When do you want to FaceTime? When do you want to FaceTime? Yeah. And even just like, hey man, I got a quick question to ask you about my garage door. Can I FaceTime you real quick? And I'm like, when did we start no, FaceTiming for this? Got, That's a text message. I got so over that. I got over it, but now I'm like, yeah, FaceTime me. That's cool. Like, I need to feel like you're there. 
We forgot to FaceTime our friends yesterday. We scheduled it. Man, we're we're rascals. But so anyway, I I just last week we talked about highly highly sensitive people. I'm the opposite of a highly sensitive person. That's okay. I'm a cannonball sensitive person. Can I book in something to that last week that I forgot to say that bummed me out? Sure. That I forgot to say. Um, I kept thinking about it. I wanted to say that whenever I first found out about it, one of the one of the traits of a highly sensitive person is that they um like I talked about how like the feeling of art and music is like so deep within that you can it's just like really hard to describe how you feel with it. Yeah. The first time I ever found out about that I was a highly sensitive person, I realized that not everyone feels what I do whenever I listen to certain music. And it made me realize that it's something I can't teach my students. Mm, yeah. You've, and I you've expressed that to me before. And I wa- and it, it was really heartbreaking because I was like, hold on a second. I'm not teaching for them to feel because I thought that as a music teacher, my goal was to get them to feel the way I did about music. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I had to completely change kind of my route of why I did it. Yeah. Which was really hard. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, because I, I kept thinking in lessons, I was like, oh, well, as soon as we get to this concerto or as soon as we get to this piece, like they're going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to feel it. The first, but it's not that. The first time you and I ever really hung out, we were at a friend's apartment and oh it was like, a, it was like a party yeah. and you and I just never went home. We just stayed at their house and we talked until the sun came up. No, I know. And they were like, do y'all just want to stay here? And we're like, oh, I mean, I guess. But we, that, but we, we but, literally stayed up the whole night. Right. But that night, you were talking about a Bach piece. Mm-hmm. And you just started crying just from talking about it. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're, you're talking about. Yeah. And it was, I remember being like, oh, wow, she feels music differently than I do. Because whenever I hear a song that I really oh. love, it gets me excited and I jump up and down. Oh. You like weep openly. Whoa, yeah. I that's yeah. one of my first memories of us. Well, that was one of the first times like we ever hung out. Yeah, and what's crazy about that? I'll get lovey dovey for a minute. Like I had had a conversation with like kind of like a mentor in my life before that night, and I was dating another guy whenever I was first met Jeremiah, and I was talking to this mentor person whenever I went back home to see my mom, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, dating is hard because you." there's a lot of people out there that feel right or they just, they feel like a really good person and you're suddenly confronted with like, okay, is this the person for me then? If they're good, if they're, you know, they align with like what I believe and what I think and whatever he's like, but people that you date are kind of like books. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be cheesy. And he's like, and some of it was, cause he was like, you know, there's some books you're going to pass up just because you don't like the cover <laughs> or, there's some books that you pick up and it seems interesting on the outside. And so you go to read it and you maybe make it through like a couple of chapters and then you never finish it. Or there's some books that like you like, okay. And like you're steady with it and you stay with it. And you're like, as a whole, that was really good. And then he was like, but then there's going to be one book for you that you can't put down and you're going to read it from start to finish in like a night. And you're going to stay up all night from it. And then the next time I hung out with you, we literally stay, talk to each other for like seven hours straight. Yeah. And do you remember whenever the sun came up, you and I were like, uh, 
is the sun rising right yeah, now? Yeah, we were like, that can't, that's not that's like not, the sun, sun. Like that's like we, a different thing. Like, we haven't even gone home yet. Yeah. We were like, what do, What just happened? And I that was that night, that. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. I talked to, it was the Bach Partita, and I don't know why I cried about it, but that's funny that I did that with you instantly. I think I felt really safe with you right away. Yeah. I talked to you about my parents' divorce that night. Yeah. We shared everything. It's true. Then you dumped that loser, and then we got married. That's our story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Okay, so what are you? I I I feel like I know what you're super into, and you're about to fall asleep. So I feel like we should wrap this up. What are you super into this week? How do you? What do you know? What What am I into? Uh, I feel like you're. Wait, I, I don't feel like it's not fair for me to like assume what you're into. I mean, it's okay. I'm trying to think. You've been really into Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah, I find, I got into it. It took me a while, but there. There are some moments of realness in it that got so real for me that I was like, whoa. Yeah. Because Noah Reed is an actor on that show and did not know he's also a singer-songwriter. And he does a Tina Turner cover that is insanely beautiful. He didn't even, like, do it for the show. Like, that was his arrangement, apparently. Okay. And then they, like, asked him to do it on the show because it's, like, a very – it went viral. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed that show. Yeah. I am. I like really want to watch it like right now. Oh, I thought you were like I really want to go to sleep. Of uh, that too. Yeah. I I the thing I'm into is Corey Wong is a like <laughs> sorry he's he's sorry. the guitarist for the band Wolfbeck, and he just started a YouTube series for. Um, is that that guitar stuff you've been listening to? It's crazy. What a culture! I didn't realize how intense it was until you've been turning up your speakers so loud of them chatting about guitar. Well, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, chill. It is a, it is definitely a culture because every time, so I've been spending my pandemic trying to up my producing game, and I'll tell Aaron like, hey, I need this plug in, or hey, I need this, and she's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, it is a whole world uh, that you don't know exists. But uh, he, he uh, and our, our, it just proves even more our upbringing in music is so different. Because so different. Mine is. You, you need one violin. You need one violin and a million hours a of practicing. Million, that's exactly it. We, you were like trying to follow my words. <laughs> yeah. You're like, one violin, <laughs> one man. <laughs> but he just released a song uh, with Chris Thiele, and it's called uh, Blue one Jay mandolin. or The Bird. One sound. And Yes. And he started a YouTube series where he unpacks how they track the song. And it is just really, really wonderful. Maybe that's why studio time is hard for me because I'm like, guys, just get what I just did. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you get snooty. You get snooty in the studio. You're I like, I don't get snooty. I get irritable. I'm like, why do I have snooty and irritable look the same though? Really? Yeah, for sure. I'm not being snooty. Well, I mean, it feels the same. Maybe irritable. Wait, really? Do I come across as like kind of a turd? You get fussy. But and I'm not like, hey, I'm better than everyone else. I've never given up. No, that you vibe. only say that like once or twice a session. Baby, and <laughs> do I ever say that? Seriously? No, you never. Do you, I act like that? No, you don't. I'm just, no. I'm just joking. But I'm just like, why are we doing this twenty different ways? Yeah, and that's why I, I. That's what stresses. If me you out. get into it, like the weeds of it, a lot of the culture behind studio stuff is just like, just get weird, try different stuff, like. And I can't stand that. Yeah, and that's why I'm I just like, like. No, I don't want to get weird. Tell me the exact note you want. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like, if I put the microphone in the microwave and then I record it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, no, what is the part? The part. Right. Oh.
Okay. Well. Well. I love you. Well. I'm going to go make us 10 Chemexes of coffee. Done. And. Do you want to just use up the Starbucks since we can't feel anything anyway? Yeah, that feels that feels good. I'm I'm exhausted. I know, baby. You've said that for almost an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you? Uh, how do you feel? Uh, I, I feel? Whenever we do a podcast, does it fill up any of your extrovert energy? No, when we do a so podcast. You don't feel connected. Together, <laughs> no, when we do a podcast, I feel super married because. Uh, the little things you do that drive me nuts are like magnified, like interrupting me and stuff. So that's, I feel very connected and married when we do a podcast. Can I say really quick, say um, as you hold your side and say that, cause I was really touching whenever we, we went to a, <laughs> a social gathering last weekend, our friends shower and you just like my gluten allergy, how you're my gluten ninja. I will Oftentimes protect in a you group, a thousand times. For you gluten. will protect me. In conversation, if I'm interrupted, but this party, I could tell that you needed people so bad that you blew through every time I was interrupted and I wasn't even mad. I don't care. That's not your job to take care of me in that way. That's my job to advocate for my own voice. But I was interrupted probably a thousand times on Saturday because I wasn't speaking fast enough and I was floundering for what to say to people. Can I also say... I was struggling bad. Can I also say, if in that nice. being at that shower, It'd be nice. It was outside. We were very in. distant. Whatever. Like we were being very safe. But it was the first time we'd been around people like that in a while. Uh, you, the way I was like, just elated the whole time. You were literally relearning how to talk to people in <laughs> real time. <laughs> like it was. There were times someone where someone asked me, "Was like, what's new? What's going on?" And I was like. Uh, I literally stood there and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I felt. I don't know. I felt your wires getting like crossed, and they'd be like, "So, Aaron, where'd you get that romper?" And you're like, "Where'd you get your romper, <laughs> Doug?" <laughs> I was struggling so bad. Sometimes, uh, we'll be at a venue, like about to play a show, and a dude will come up and try to start a conversation with Aaron, and he'll be like, "Hey, I'm Mike," and Aaron will go, "I'm Mike." <laughs> That's only happened twice. Uh, I've seen it happen. We were playing. We were playing at Hendershots in town, and we were paying for parking. And the guy was like, "Are you guys playing tonight?" And you were like, "Yeah." And he goes, "I'm Andrew." And you're like, "I'm Andrew." <laughs> <laughs> and just the betrayal on his face and the total stupefaction on yours because they just also wonderful. If I mean, and they leave instantly. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh, this isn't a person I want to be with." <laughs> Okay, I love you. Have a good nap. Okay.